Welcome back to DBIDP Grind. I'm Daryl. I am joined by Brock and Justice. How are you guys? Doing well. How are you? <clears throat> yep. Doing all right, man. Yeah. Um, wanted to record yesterday, but I didn't get home till late, and I just said, no way that's happening. Well, I don't know. What's wrong with you? You got to get your heart right, Hollywood. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm slipping. I mean, can't you tell your I'm boss sleeping. this is more important? Oh, believe me. I'm going to tell him a lot of stuff coming real soon. <laughs> You've been believe saying that. You've been saying that forever. I have. I've, I've got stuff in the works. We'll see if it works out. So, yeah. Anyway, enough about that. So, this week, we are going to be talking SEC East IDPs players you should have on your rosters, uh, maybe some a few newcomers that are coming in that you should be looking to add to your portfolios. Um, we got quite a few names. Um, and before we get into that, we've got a little bit of news and notes. Uh, we were talking about the T Clemson Tigers off the air. They received a verbal commitment from four-star defensive back Avian uh, Terrell, who's the 36th ranked DB and 300th player overall in the 2023 class. And if that name sounds familiar, that's A.J. Terrell's little brother who plays for the Falcons. So um, considering they lost a couple of their big corners last year, that's promising to get another one in like that. So um, former Oklahoma Sooners defensive tackle Noah Arenzi has transferred to New Mexico State. Uh, he's a redshirt sophomore. That's a pretty good signing for the Aggies, big impact signing. He should uh, step in right away and be a starter. Just a three-star was the 24th wide weak side defensive end in the 2020 class. So um, looking for more playing time. So he, he went to New Mexico State and should step in for them right away. And then the last one is Michigan State Spartans received a verbal from four-star defensive back Chance Rucker. Uh, who was named Defensive Newcomer of the Year as a junior in the Texas 5A1 district. Uh, he's ranked as the 28th corner in the country and the 275th player overall. So a nice little pickup for them if they can uh, get him to sign when the time comes. Um, not a lot of news and notes going on around now. Uh, of course, you can always talk about all the transfers and the the signings, but there's no use in talking about a lot of three stars or lower stuff. So I just kind of pick some of the bigger ones. And that's kind of what we'll do, I guess, until we get closer and see where some of these guys land or in season. <clears throat> but we were trying to come up with a topic and, and Justice come up with it, breaking down the conferences. Um, and then we did it a little further because they're taking the whole conference will be a long talk. So we're going to break it down into divisions for some of these bigger conferences. And then once we get into some of the smaller, we may do the whole conference because there's just not a lot of players you're looking at, but so we're in the SEC East. Um, we'll start with right at the top of the sheet here that justice has got uh, Jason Marshall, Florida, five stars, uh, number two safe. Or yeah. Well, I guess he, he'll be a safety two number two safety at the position. 23 tackles, an interception, can play corner. 
I think he is a cor- I think he plays corner for Florida now. Um, he uh, played last year sparingly. Twenty-three tackles, one interception. Uh, he's obviously a highly ranked kid, five stars, number two in his uh, recruiting class. So, if you're in a cornerback required league, you know it might be someone you look at. Obviously, if you're not in a cornerback required league, it's probably not someone you're paying too much attention to. Yeah, with them losing uh, Kair Elam, definitely opportunity for him to step up and play a lot more this year. Yep. Um, defensive end slash tackle, Gervin Dexter, five-star, third at the position, 50 tackles, two and a half sacks. He's on the bigger side, so he's probably going to play some defensive tackle too, I imagine, for them. And that may be where he starts at, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's what he is. He's a de- he's a defensive tackle. He was in the 2020 recruiting class. He was the number three ranked uh, defensive tackle in that class. And, you know, well, they 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 run a lot of three three five kind of stuff, um, you know. So I don't know if him and whoever might be the two big guys on the field, you know, most of the time. So, um, but he was a big recruit, you know. He's been a Probably in a lot of deeper Debbie leagues, he's probably already rostered and stuff because you know he's been around for a couple of years. But kind of now might be his um, his time to shine, so to say. Yeah, especially in a defensive tackle required league. You know, fifty tackles that's that's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Um, next is outside linebacker Brenton Cox, five star, second at the position. Um, 41 tackles, eight sacks last year. Uh, he's going to fit that slide into that edge role. That's what he's going to be classified as. Um, pretty good player for them. Um, I think he kind of got off to a slower start earlier in his career, but um, come into his own last year. I mean, he had some uh, really good games. I mean, they would, didn't have a whole lot to be proud about, but uh, he was one of the better ones. I mean, he was second team all SEC in 2020. Um, Pretty good pace for them. I think they're going to need him this year. Yeah, and I think he's getting some draft buzz too. So if you're in a C to C league, you know he's someone that might, you know, go to the NFL and produce there. Yeah, he's one they kind of move around. He started at that butt position, as they call it, all 13 games last year. So, um, be interesting to see what they do with him uh, this year. I think he's going to be one of their bigger pieces for sure. Um, I think uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, as I say, with their, uh, you know, the, the situation that arises there too, with their probably the status of their, you know, their front four, whatever you want to call it, you know, their edge and their interior guys, you know, like I, I, there's probably an opportunity for a freshman to come in and get some playing time right off the bat, you know, like, uh, um, you know, they had they had Chris McCallum as a as a high recruit for them. And, you know, he might come in and get some play right away just because I don't, I don't think anybody up there is great. You know, I think there's room for, you know, somebody, maybe even somebody out of the woodworks to come in and, you know, make a name for themselves there. Probably on this whole defense, as a matter of fact, you know, other than, you know, what, Trey Dean the third. I don't even know who's entrenched in any position. Dexter probably is, you know, and Cox will have a role too. So, right. anyway. I think. Torrance will definitely be one of their safeties. Yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. Um, Ventrell Miller, he's going to be their inside guy. Um, he was hurt most of last year, which I think they missed that in a big way because 2020 he had what 86 tackles, three and a half sacks. He's a <laughs> so, excuse me. He's a three star. Was 36th at his position in the 2017 class, so. He's way outplayed uh, his recruiting. And um, like I said, so he, he was hurt most of last year. So I think that hurt him a little bit. When's uh, when's Derek Wingo ever get some love? That's like the Debbie well, Darling of the Florida Gators, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's myself included. There's a lot out there that's waiting on Wingo. Um, well, this is year four or year three? Year three? This will be year three for Wingo. Yeah. You can't beat out this stiff Ventro Miller ever. Well, I think he's going to be, Wingo's going to be more of an outside guy, I think. Um, so they've kind of had a little bit of a log jam up there for the past few years. So I think that's been one thing, but yeah, I'm with you. It's if he can't do something this year, then if you're in daily leagues and you've got him, it may be time to, uh, Look at moving him for sure. Yeah, this depth chart I'm looking at doesn't even have him in the too deep. <laughs> yeah, and I, maybe it's who knows with some of these kids. Uh, sometimes the game is just too big for them, you know, or big for them. I mean, it's a pretty big jump from high school. I don't care where you play in high school to straight into the SEC. So, yeah, they have uh, Shamar James backing up Miller. Yeah, and I, I would agree that that's the right one. I mean, and James is no joke, 11, 6, 7, 100 meters, so he's got speed. And maybe that's another thing. If James comes in and he's a four-star, five at the position, he'll be a freshman this year. So if he comes in right away and does what they think, then Wingo may be toast. I mean, I think and I think they do. I think they, they expect that he's going to play a big role for them this year. Yeah, um, from what I've kind of been hearing, everything's been positive about him for a freshman coming in. So, but with Wingo having, if this is, he's got two more years, well, three potentially because of the COVID thing. So, uh, you know, there's still hope, I guess, for him uh, after, you know, going forward, but we'll see. Which would be nice if he could pair up with uh, Shamar James. That If they could do that for the next two or three years, that'd be a nice little duo, but they're going to have to get it together. Uh, we talked about James um, and freshman, uh, impressive freshman coming in. Uh, Rashad Torrance, four stars, uh, 33 in the class. Uh, corner safety, probably going to wind up being more of a safety, in my opinion. Or, um, yeah, I think him and Trey Dean, the third of the two safeties. Yeah. Um, a lot of potential there with him. I like him. 87 tackles, two picks last year. So he'll be a big yeah. part of what they do on defense. I, I've seen some draft buzz around Torrance too. So, yeah, that's always good. Yep. Uh, anybody else you all got for Florida? We're kind of just rolling through the teams here. Uh, you know, they had the number – oh. Uh, Kamari Wilson is a four-star freshman coming in at safety. Um, 
you know, I don't know if he fits in this year. He might be a rotational player for him off the get, you know, I, what's his face. Trey Dean's got to be, a, he's got to be in his six years. He's like, he's been there forever. Um, yeah. I'm looking at some of their, at their official roster on their, on their side, they've got a lot of young kids. I mean, I'm looking at Reg, you know, from freshman to red shirt sophomores. And right here, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, six. Well, from what they've got classified, their defensive linemen and corners, they have nothing over a sophomore. Well, and they, I mean, you got a new coach who's going right. to want to, you know, some some of the upperclassmen aren't going to buy into what he's saying, right? So they're probably gone, right. and you know, you're going to have a lot of a lot of change initially, and sometimes yeah. it's good so, or bad. I mean, to, I mean, so we'll see how it works out for him. But yeah, I, like I said, I think there's chance that you know you can see some people that we probably don't even know at this point in time coming into Florida and playing just because yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of unknown there right now. Yeah, I mean with. Just by looking at this, being that young up front and on the corners, that's probably not a good thing, right? I mean, you want to be able to hold anchor down and stop the run in the SEC, and then you got to be able to, to play those receivers out there on the outside. So being that young, that's that's going to be a problem for them, like you said, if they can't get some of the older guys. But I'm not seeing anything on their official roster over a sophomore right now, and it's that's crazy. Um, they do have two – mountain <laughs> of men's at defensive linemen. They, and I've heard both of their names. Jalen Humphreys is a redshirt sophomore, 6'3", 330. And here's a name that a lot of people will have if you follow recruiting closely. Desmond Watson, 6'5", 415 pounds. Um, that dude's going to be a run plugger for sure. So, um, Can he move? Quick, well, he may not have to move. He may just have to stand there. Well, you got to go uh, laterally. You got to go laterally a little bit, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a whew, that's a big boy, six five four fifteen. I don't even know what you do with that, but put him on a diet. That ain't even healthy, man. Exactly. Um, kind of looking at their inside guys. They're kind of you know Miller's a senior, Richard senior. Uh, they got Amari Bernie, who's a senior. And then after that, they've got uh, Dewan Black and then some younger guys. Wingo in that group. Um, we were talking about the outside linebackers. This may be their more senior group. They got Cox. Uh, they've got Lloyd Summerall the um, third, Antoine Powell, Rylan, Chef Bo uh, Chief Borders, and David Reese. Um, so we'll see. I guess how they fit in. I and their secondary, or the, not their secondary, their safety position may be even they're better with Trey Dean and Kamara Wilcoxon, who was a transfer from Tennessee, um, Rashad Torrance. Uh, that's probably going to be their strong point of their defense, I think, right now. And they're going to need it with those young corners. So um, they got the part cut out for them. Yeah, well, that's why they got a new head coach. So. You know, a big jump for him too, right? Yeah, coming yeah. from uh, Louisiana Lafayette up to, to the SEC, that's a it's a pretty big jump. But I mean, he was successful for several years there, so hopefully, it can translate for them. No, yeah, he's been a guy that I mean, it's just a matter of time before he had a big school job, right? So, right. 
plus it helps he's in Florida, right? Big name, like you said, big name school, and a lot of talent <clears> in the state. Um, and Florida's whether you like them or not, their school, their name alone will bring you in a lot of recruits, right? No matter what you got going on or who's coaching or whatever, usually you can get some of the high name recruits just off of the name recognition alone. So um, be interesting to see what he does. Because um, yeah. there's going to be a lot of teams looking to just beat them down this year <laughs> while they can. So, well, if he, you know, <laughs> if he builds it like they, you know, Louisiana was, I mean, they were, you know, defensive minded running the football. I mean, I think you have to be willing to open things up more in the SEC to be successful. But, right. um, you know, I think he's kind of got the groundwork for what he wants to do. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, you're going to see probably a lot of young kids because that that's probably their path too. you know, to, you gotta, you might have a senior and a sophomore, but if sophomore is just a good model, well throw them out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's uh, go ahead. They're, they're definitely a team that I'm interested to see like how it, you know, plays out because I, I, I'm very interested to see how he's going to use Anthony Richardson on the offensive side, you know? Because he's never quite had a talent like that, you know. So the question is, he is he going to be able to use him to get the most out of him versus you know his normal run three running backs? Right. All right. Georgia's up next. Um, Keely Ringo, five star, number one of his position. In 2020, 34 tackles a sack and two picks. Um, really played well last year as a freshman. Yeah, he's he's getting a lot of uh, draft buzz. He should be, uh, you know, if he comes in and performs, they're talking about he's going to be a pretty high, a hurt, pretty high draft pick next year. Yeah, and him getting a lot of experience as a freshman is only going to help him, right? I mean, that's absolutely when you're that talented uh that quickly and it's kind of surprising that he saw as much action as he did on a team that was as loaded as they were last year i mean they were loaded all the way around so well, for him blow, to be able to, to get well, a little bit of a rotation or whatever you call it that's pretty impressive for him well blowouts help too right true true and he would have been like a redshirt freshman last year i think yeah uh yes I mean, he did make uh, the coaches uh, all-ACC freshman team, so played in 15 games, uh, actually started the last 12 for them. So, I mean, he was a big part of that. That That's pretty impressive that you are you can start, but I guess when you're that loaded on defense, you can afford to start a true freshman somewhere. That it wasn't a true freshman. Hollywood. Oh, he Richard. Sorry, Richard. Stay with me, Hollywood. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I was looking COVID at year didn't else. count, man. COVID year didn't count for nobody. <laughs> well, he up, was he was out for an injury his freshman year. So. Loosen, loosen up that Titans hat. Yeah, I know. But it should be pretty nice. <laughs> but, um, I mean, one of his better games was Kentucky. Seven tackles, quarterback, sack, tackle for a loss. Uh, then he had the long interception against Alabama and the – SEC in the championship game. So, I mean, he's he keeps on track. He's going to be going when his junior year's up. Or after, that would be probably after this year. After well, yeah, year. after this year since he's redshirted. Yep. 
Because you got to be what three years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, here's one everybody's going to be watching: Jalen Carter, DN, D tackle, five star, fourth at the position, thirty-seven tackles, three sacks. He's getting a lot of draft buzz already too. <laughs> I mean, the word is he's better than what you know the ones that just yep. left. So, which is scary. That's yeah. <laughs> That's scary. If you've got somebody already better than what you had. Yeah, he's training for a top 10 pick next year. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's the real deal. He's definitely one. If you're if you're playing Debbie, you, you need to find a way to have him on your team. Especially if, you know, defensive tackle is a required position. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, speaking of defensive tackles, we'll go right into the next one. Incoming freshman, Bayer Alexander, four-star, ninth at the position. Um, he's going to miss part of the spring. He's got a torn labrum. But from what I've read the last few days, digging around, they don't think it's going to be a very big issue. 6'3", um, 315. Uh, from Texas, played for IMG Academy. Um, they're still, despite him missing the spring, they think he's going to be able to step in right away and, and fill some of that void with all these draft picks that left this year uh, with Jonathan Davis and Devontae White and those guys leaving. They're expecting him to step in right away and and uh, have them not miss a beat. And uh, if you've watched any of his high school tape, he's, he's, he's really good. So, um if he can get the labrum fixed, right? That's that's going to be the key. But yeah, they're they're really impressed with him. And if you're in defensive tackle leagues, he's a guy you're going to want to pick up for sure. Yeah, I mean they have so much lost production there, right? That you're. I mean, and I know they got a ton of kids that are backfilling from, you know, nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one or whatever. But I think there's an opportunity for some of these high recruits they got last year to make an impact right away. And he's definitely one of them. So. Right. Um, speaking of a freshman, uh, Darius Smith, four star 14 at the position. Um, pretty big kid, six, five, two twenty five, And it was a state champion in the 400 meters and then ran a, 100 meters in 11.12 seconds. So he's he's got speed to burn, which is pretty impressive for a kid his size. Um, filling the N'Kobe Dean role, uh, you know, eventually. They've, they're loaded right now. Yeah. They, <laughs> George is an embarrassment of riches almost. So, I mean – you, you could put, and uh, he, you know, we put what ten players, nine players, whatever it is, here on the sheet. But there's probably twenty kids behind him too. You know, it, oh it gosh, was, yeah, they're probably what three deep at every position. I would imagine. Yeah, and who knows how that's going to shake out? You know, with them, right? You know, and I, like I said, I think, but I, uh, you know, uh, you know, a freshman that can play. I mean, he he can play right away, right? And I think. Uh, yeah. You know, but there's some guys that have been waiting now for a couple of years too. You know, when you go like to their linebackers and stuff like that, and um, you know, see what happens, I guess. 
Yep. Yeah, Speaking of linebackers, Nolan Smith, five star, first overall in his position, uh, 53 tackles, four and a half sacks a pick. Uh, can play some of that edge role. Um, looks like he's going to be the guy that steps up this year, too. Yeah, I mean, I think some people may, may be surprised he came back, but uh, I think he's trying to, you know, up his draft stock a little bit. So, yeah. Mm. Jamon Dumas Johnson, a four star, 22 at the position, uh, 21 tackles, two sacks, and a pick last year. Um, 6 1, 235. Uh, was basically a backup for them last year Was a, and played on special teams. Um, I mean, he played, I think, in 14 of their 15 games. Uh, just, I guess, when you've gotten the Kobe Dean and players like that, you know, like Chop said, you, you're just waiting your turn. So maybe he's another one that's ready to step up. Yeah, I think they expect him to kind of man the middle there, you know, be the be the tackle guy. I would expect. Right. Yeah, they got him, and they got. Uh, I mean, they had what they had. Uh, oh, Mondin and uh, what's the other kid's name? Sorry, we're all. Super high recruits, I think, in the 2021 cycle. And, you know, they're just kind of there to fill those walk the, you know, Dean Tyndall and Walker are gone and next three up, right? <laughs> they yeah. probably, you know, they, they might not even miss a beat, you know, heck, they might even be better, which is a scary thing, you know? Right. Absolutely. Get that, get the opportunity and. Right. Um, cornerback safety, Christopher Smith, four-star, 30 overall, 34 tackles, three picks, um, 5'11", 190, can play some safety. Um, I think that's where he plays for safety this year. Yeah. Um, kind of a home run, big play home run hitter, right? Interception against Clemson versus Alabama and – Alabama the second time around, or I mean, Vanderbilt, then Alabama the second time around, um, had the uh, interception against Clemson was a 74-yard return. Uh, and then he had seven tackles in the game, in the second game against Alabama. So uh, pretty impressive. I mean, he, if you want to see what he's, maybe his best game is was in the college football playoff against Alabama. Uh, like I said, he had seven tackles, two pass breakups, quarterback pressure, uh, interception in the third quarter. Um, just a really talented player. Uh, so he's going to be one that I'm looking at this year as well. Yeah, I think he's going to be the starting uh, strong safety for him with Smith at free safety, assuming Smith's healthy. Or Tyke Smith, I should say. <laughs> yeah, speaking of him, um, Chop said that the rich get richer, you know. Um, 510, 198. Um, he's had a preseason injury that kept him out early last year. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the injury was. Um, but he didn't show up until uh, their win at Auburn. That was his first game. Um, and then he just he just went on from there. He was one of their better players down the stretch for him. Man, I know they were very excited to get him last year from West Virginia, and I'm mm -hmm. sure they're they're excited to 
for him to be healthy and play a full season this year. And there were a lot of people trying to get him when he hit the portal. They was a lot trying to get him to come their way. Well, he made an impact, you know, I think almost right away at West Virginia when he was there. Yeah. So. If I'm not mistaken, they lost both of their starting corners. West Virginia did. I think Smith and whoever the other one was, I think they both left pretty much is. within a few weeks of each other. Hey, one uh, one player that we didn't talk about for Georgia is uh, incoming freshman Michael Williams, five-star number uh, two DL in the class of 2022. And I think they, they're expecting a lot out of him, even, uh, you know, having maybe an instant impact this year with some playing time. Yeah, I mean, uh, like we said, we've kind of talked about it here for a few minutes. It's kind of hard to come in when a team's got it rolling like that. I mean, when you're that freaking stacked and that deep to expect a freshman to come in as, and be have any kind of a significant role is kind of uh, – hard to fathom, right? I mean, put in place. Um, I can't imagine Georgia's going to roll out too many if they're rolling out Alexander up front and some of these guys, but I could see them having a decent, like, backup role and being impact. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Walker got, he was the uh, 24-7, 2022 All-American Bowl Alpha Dog as the event's top performer over the duration of that week. Uh, that's that's pretty good yeah well and if georgia's like they were in years past though too like you know those guys last year i mean all their especially on the defensive line i mean their production is kind of tapped because they rotate a ton of guys you know they because they have so many right they can go you know two or three lines deep almost (laughs) and and not lose a thing you know so i mean i think i read somewhere that you know wyatt and um you know, that bunch there, I don't think any of them played over like 35% of the snaps last year. No, they do. You're right. Best on the line. They definitely rotate a lot, you know? And so when you, I think, I mean, you saw some of that with the talk about uh, Walker being the number one pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he rotated in in, in and out and, you know, you're Georgia, you know, like like, naturally you're, (laughs) you're not playing anybody worth a, you know, that's a major role player, like in the fourth quarter of a lot of games. So um, maybe it'll change somewhat this year, but I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're kind of positioned to make a strong run again. All right. We're moving on to Kentucky, who I think most people are thinking going to be the number two behind Georgia in the East um, with Florida possibly being down and, and Tennessee finding their way back up or trying to, and then the rest of that side is just not very good, especially with Vanderbilt and South Carolina, Missouri. But <clears throat> it's also what Mark Stoops has, has built there, right, with his time there. I mean, he's if he's not the winningest coach, I think he's within two or three wins of being their winningest coach ever. Um, and we know what he wants to do, right? He wants to pound the rock, and he wants to play defense. He's got those big hogs up front, and he runs behind them. Now the question will be – is Rodriguez going to miss any games over his little off-the-field incident? But um, I can't imagine he's missing any significant time, maybe a slap on the wrist game or two. But um, And then they got Will Levis, the, the quarterback who they're high on. Uh, 
I thought you said so we're going to talk about offense, and here you are. You're well, going on an offensive tangent. I know. Anyway. You're freaking killing me, man. Well, Justice started it. That's all my yeah, fault. But you're supposed to I'm be about Anthony Richardson. You're supposed yeah, to be the leader. Yeah. You're supposed to be the one that he gets started. us back on track. Just going on well, we're back on track. You're interrupting me here. Freaking so J.J. Weaver. Will Levis. Come on, man. J.J. Weaver, linebacker. Um there's a lot of hype around this kid. They're very, very excited about him. 6'5", 241. Um, this will be his junior year. Um, third all-team SEC last year by Phil Steele. Uh, just a lot to like from him. Uh, 34 tackles, six and a half sacks, and two picks last year. Probably going to play – Kind of like he did last year off the edge with Pascal being gone. They're going to need him. So, Yeah, I think they, they he's going to step into that role and he's going to be their pass rush specialist, you know? Yeah, I think so too. And hopefully parlay that into a job in the NFL. Yeah. Um, then you've got Jacquez Jones, three-star, 45 at the position. Um and this was with Ole Miss, so he transferred uh, prior to the 2021 season, had 82 tackles, a half sack, and an interception. So um, anytime you can get that kind of production through a transfer portal, that's that's really good. Yeah, I, expect, I think they expect him and uh, the next guy, DeAndre Square, to be the, the two you know, tackle guys, middle linebackers. Yeah, and like you said, square, 81 tackles, three sacks and a pick. So that's a lot of production from your middle two guys right there. They've got a, you know, like kind of anti-Florida. they got a lot of upperclassmen and, you yes. know, kids that have been, uh, you know, that, that Kentucky's been, you know, very active in the transfer portal, I think, you know, over the last couple of years as far as getting players and stuff. And, um you know, see how it works out for them and things. But, yeah, they got a a veteran team, which sometimes that goes a long ways, <laughs> too. So, Yeah, and Stoops has made no – not been shy about the portal, right? He's – there's their players there that can help his team. He, he's going after them, being active, bringing them in because, like another one right down here, um, Kedron Smith, who uh, played for Ole Miss – um, has transferred this year, and this may be one of his biggest portal gets right here. Um, he had 64 tackles, two and a half for a loss, two picks, five PBUs, and two forced fumbles last year. Um, his three years at uh, for Ole Miss, 223 tackles, eight for a loss, one sack, five picks, 26 pass breakups, five forced fumbles. Um, very active kid, always around the ball. Um Anytime you're forcing turnovers, that's what you're looking for. So it's one thing to get the interceptions and PBUs, but he's forcing fumbles too. So, I mean, that's 10 turnovers in his career he's forced. So, uh, and then when you throw in the uh, sacks and the PBUs, I like to call them impact plays, you're looking at 45 right there right away. So they're, I think he's definitely going to be a huge piece for, for the Wildcats this year. PBUs. I thought that was something in my beer. No, that's PBRs. <laughs> oh. All right. For IBUs. That's it, IBUs. That's <laughs> how bitter um, the beer is. Yes. 
It's how bitter Kentucky, it's how bitter Kentucky's defense is. How many PBUs? <laughs> I think this is next guy was the one you mentioned, Chop Trayvon Ribka. Yeah, we'll go with that. I hope I said I hope I said that right. Yeah, well, they had a Pascal, Pascal, however you say his name, moved on to the NFL, right? And so, um, sounds like he's gonna be the guy to fill in that role there for him. So, if uh, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just uh, system is important, right? And he had what fifty tackles and five sacks as a D end. Uh, Pascal did, so you know, maybe he steps into that. But it sounds like he's gonna get first shot at that. Uh, that spot there. He's a four, I think a four-star recruit in 2020. I haven't really read too much on his 24 seven. Um, Cause like I said, he was a last minute ad. Right. Um, so that about wraps it up for Kentucky, unless y'all have got anybody else. No, I think they got a veteran groups. So I, I mean, they, they might have some uh, recruits coming in, but I don't, I think their biggest question is, you know, the defensive backs. Yeah. And I don't, and I, and, and they, you know, there could be somebody, I mean, they, they've, you know, if you're in a campus to Canton league, I mean, they've had some performers there in recent years too, you know, so definitely keep an eye on it. Um, yeah. They've had a you know, couple if, linebackers, a couple edge rushers. Yeah. Yeah. They've had some, some guys come out of there, you know, so. For that. So, yeah. What are we on to? Mizzou? Yes, Missouri. My home state team. Oh, Lord. Go big, Mizzou. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk about Luther Burden for the first 10 minutes of this. I'm just playing. I knew it was coming. (laughs) You guys guys are talking about, though. So, you you guys convention offense, but I can't. I see how this is. Well, you know. Um, Trying to keep the brother down. I got you. That's right. Defensive end, defensive tackle, Trajan Jeffcoat, three-star, 50 overall, 34 tackles, three-and-a-half sacks. And he's not related to Jim Jeffcoat. I, I looked that up. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's Jim Jeffcoat's son or something, but they're not. there's no relation. Honestly, I don't know a whole lot about Missouri. I've not studied a lot of the tape. Um I mean, I Isaiah think McGuire, Jeff Cook, McGuire are the two guys there. Yeah, that's going to be their bookends. And uh, you know, and I, I think those both of those guys probably have some potential to be on an All SEC team. Maybe not first team, but maybe second or third. Yeah, I mean, they had nine and a half sacks combined last year. If they can get, you know, ten to twelve this year, I think that's you know that's what you got to have out of those two, and they need it. Well, I mean, yep. you know, this is one of those defenses. It's going to be a bad defense. And you want to figure out who their middle linebacker is going to be. You know, I, I don't know if there's any, I don't, there, there's much NFL hope off of this team at all. I mean, someone probably stumbles in there. But, you know, I think if you're in a, in a campus to camp league, I think that, you know, they're going to be on the field a lot, making a lot of tackles. <laughs> so there's – there's probably guys to be had at linebacker and safety and stuff that could give you decent production, but, um, you know, I think they, they probably lost some key guys from last year. Um, 
you know, maybe Devin Nicholson steps up and becomes more of their middle guy. I don't know, but I don't know. Right. They're like Van, they're like Vanderbilt plus, but not much. I mean, yeah, they, 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 I think they're more known for the, you know, at least from the NFL, the defensive linemen. They put quite a few defensive linemen in the NFL. So, well, I mean, Bolton came from there a couple of years ago, yeah. but there, there's not a, there's not a Bolton on that team right now. I don't think, you know, um, you know, maybe they got somebody in this, uh, you know, I guess if you're somewhere you're looking for a freshman that might get an opportunity, I'd say Mizzou's D is probably a good share, a good start. They might take walk-ons on there as an opportunity. I don't know. Yeah, I mean their 2022 class is currently 15th in the country. So, uh, 2023 or 2022? 22. That's this year's class. Yeah, I just, I just didn't know which year you're in. Yeah, I said 22. Maybe I said 23, but I didn't. I meant no, to you say said 22. 22. Okay, yeah, they, they've got uh, Marquise Gracial. Big defensive lineman, six four three ten coming in. Um, CJ Wesselock. Yes, edge. and they got Carmica Glass and Edge six four two ten. So they got some help coming in. It's just they may have to go through <laughs> some growing pains until they can get these guys in there and get them up to speed. Yeah, and they got Luther Burden. Maybe he plays defense too for them. Uh, we'll talk about might. Luther. I mean, they, they do. They do have a uh, X Y receiver in the backfield there, a defensive backfield. There you Chris go. Abrams, Drain. Uh, they, uh, Sean Robinson was a quarterback, wasn't he at TCU? I don't think he, <laughs> he's, not, he's not in Missouri anymore, right? He's uh, he was there last year. I don't know. He if was he's there still. last year. Yeah. I, I want to say he's at Kansas State this year. Did he go somewhere else? He did go somewhere else. I think it's Kansas State, but I could be wrong. Well. He's just trying to see how many schools he can suck for, I think, over the course of his career. <laughs> they got uh, Martez Manuel at safety. He had 77 tackles last year, four and a half sacks. So that, that's pretty good for a safety. Yeah, yeah. That ain't bad. Like I said, I think, you know, a bad defense, you're going to have some production out there. So, I guess yeah, they just got gashed over the past two years. At times, they were getting gashed in the run game. I mean, it was not uncommon for them to give up 300 yards rushing a game, and anytime you're doing that, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. So they've got to shore up that front defensive line and some of those linebackers. So, yeah, they, I, I think linebackers probably going to be their biggest concern. Teams average 227 yeah. a game against them on the ground. Yeah, I mean they they were just getting ripped. I think they had what either the year before or last year they had like a three or four game stretch where they gave up just consecutive 300 yard outings and it was that's rough when you're giving up yards like that it's there's not much you can do um speaking of teams that's a little rough south carolina uh they got corner safety cam smith four star 19th in the class uh 41 tackles three picks that's a pretty good little piece for them I think he's been getting some NFL draft buzz too. Yeah, I've seen his name a little bit. Um, an impressive season, as we all know, you put together an impressive season, and that draft buzz will shoot you through the roof in some of these uh, mock drafts. And then, you know, then of course it's all about how you test and stuff. So, but yeah, he's got some potential there. And then you've got 
Defensive end, defensive tackle, Jordan Birch. Five-star, two overall, 26 tackles, a sack, and a pick. They got to – I mean, with Birch and Pickens, I mean, they had a couple huge gets there on the defensive line recruiting-wise for them that – I don't know. I guess it really hasn't panned out. You know, Pickens is there for his senior year, you know, which – who knows? And I don't know, maybe Birch becomes the guy, I guess. But yeah, I mean, they're both five-star recruits for him. And they got the big transfer last year with Strachan. Yep. Uh, he didn't do much for them last year. But uh, maybe he can. Uh, well, I think the year before was his big year, if I'm not mistaken, 2020. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of sacks for Georgia State. Yeah, he I think had, he had like eight or nine, I believe, so. I know they're definitely expecting more out of him than what he produced last year. Yeah, I think they're expecting a lot of a lot more from their defense than what they got. But yeah, you're right. They're going to need these guys to step up for sure and help them figure it out, or they're going to be in a world of trouble. They did get a. uh, Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, you know, defensive backfield, Devonnie Reed, the transfer from Central Michigan, I know they're excited about. He had uh, 72 tackles, one sack, and two interceptions last year for Central Michigan. So, you know, he'll, he'll probably, you know, be in the backfield with Cam Smith. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and then Devonnie Reed um, from Central Michigan. So, um I always like to look at these stars. I know that's not the be all end all, but it, it always interests me, you know, four stars, five stars, and then the two stars and three stars, how they do. I mean, every once in a while you see them come right through there that nobody ever picked up. So, then we got to the worst team in the SEC, Tennessee. <laughs> Choppy feels my pain with his Nebraska. So, he knows what even, I'm talking about. You don't even know pain there. You don't even know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but we they've, got had, they've had some rough years. Uh, yeah, we've too many. They, they've had nothing like what I experienced in 2021. Nothing. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Nothing. <laughs> that was that was so, pretty rough. I ain't gonna lie. What, what were like six of their losses like three points or less or something? Oh. Well, think of that they went four and eight and still outscored their opponents. <laughs> I think they went uh-huh. they went one and seven in the Big Ten and outscored their opponents. Jeez, <laughs> I don't maybe this was possible. <laughs> well, they did it because they beat uh-huh. uh, they beat Northwestern by like forty eight or something like that, and then oh, that is right. <laughs> figured yeah. out to lose the other. And then like, lose all the other games by single digits. Uh, yeah. Ohio State might have been 10 points. I don't know. But, yeah, the rest are all pretty close. So, But they were pretty competitive, even though they didn't win them. They were – it's not are like they big, were getting blown out every week. So, Are you big on participation ribbons there, Hollywood? You must be. No. No, That's I don't you, believe in that bullshit. You play, to, you, play to get, you play to win the game. Not to, That's exactly right. Not to lose closely. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, we'll finish out here. Tennessee's got a few pieces you probably want to look at. Uh, Byron Young, uh, linebacker, defensive end, edge, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Three-star was the number one JUCO player at his position. Uh, 46 tackles, five and a half sacks and a pick. Um, definitely looking for him to step up. And then uh, Tyler Barron, he, it, that's going to be their bookends, right? Four-star. Fourth at the position, 30 tackles, seven TFLs, four sacks, two PBUs. Um, he's played 22 career games at Tennessee, but only four starts. Uh, but should be the full-time starter this year as a junior. 6'5", 260, got some pretty good bend and lean. So if Young and Barron can make it click on the outsides, um, then I think Tennessee's going to be okay. But if they can't get that pass rush, then uh, we're going to be in trouble again this year. So, um, yeah, well, defense... one thing, oh, go one ahead, thing when, when I was, you know, looking up about these players, you know, I, I didn't know this, but there's two Byron Youngs, one for Tennessee and one for Alabama. Yes, there That's is. Yes. Kind of interesting. Yeah. A lot of people get them confused sometimes. I don't know how, but they do. Um, then defensive tackle Omari Thomas, four-star, 10th of position, uh, 18 tackles, five for a loss, a sack, four forced fumbles, four PBUs. Um, he made six starts last year and would have probably made a lot more had it not been for Matthew Butler, who's left now to the NFL. Uh, so Omari Thomas has still got three years of eligibility. Uh, he steps in right away. If you're looking for a defensive tackle to take a flyer on, definitely – one I would look at, uh, like I said, he's probably going to be the full-time starter and produced in a limited role. So um, definitely want to look at him. Uh, and then the one that most people know right now is Jeremy Banks, the linebacker, 128 tackles, five and a half sacks and a pick. Uh, he was a running back coming out of high school, uh, had some issues, was domestic dismissed from the team, did what he needed to do and come back and was maybe their best player last year. He was all over the field for him. So um, if you're looking for tackles, definitely somebody you're going to pick up. Uh, and he's going to give you a little bit of pass rush on top of that. So I, I think if you're picking him up for the tackles and, and you get the pass rush as the icing on the cake, you'll be just fine there. And then Aaron Beasley, you've got this one down here, 84 tackles, one and a half. Um He's kind of underperformed in a way. Um, I know 84 tackles is nothing to sneeze at, but they were thinking he was going to be that 100-tackle guy every year, and it's just not happened yet. So, um, I think with Beasley, the, the the good thing, if there is a good side, I guess, is that on fan tracks he has cornerback eligibility. So, Yeah. I don't see him playing there. but well, No, but I'm saying for fantasy purposes. Yeah, for yeah. fantasy purposes, yeah, that's a nice little cheat code you got. And then speaking of corner, Trayvon Flowers, uh, 82 tackles a second, two picks. That's where Tennessee's going to be hurting this year. They have their corners with Alante Taylor gone and some others. that They're going to need some people to step up and fill those outside corners because they're just they're super thin. So uh, maybe they get somebody in the portal. I don't know. Um, that's kind of been something that, being passed around right now through the circles is maybe they're looking at somebody in the portal, but as of right now, they've made no moves. So um, maybe one of these younger guys will 
uh, McCullough or somebody like that will step up. So be interesting to see what they do there. Well, and they're going to, you know, based on what Hypo wants to do on offense, that defense, I mean, there's, there's a lot of pressure on him, right? I mean, oh yeah, the offense never has the ball for more than six plays in a minute and 10 seconds. So if that puts a lot of pr- the, the defenses out there a lot, I mean, then when you look at it right now, they had what five, five or six guys, I think with over 60 tackles last year, um, which is a lot, you know? So, you know, I think there's a lot of roles to be had there. I don't know. You know, there's there's some decent NFL talent on there that probably will be watched, but I think there's a lot of, you know, if you're in a C2C league that's doing defense, I think there's a lot of potential there just because of the fact that they're going to be out there. I mean, they don't they don't care. You know, like I mean, Hypo's hold does he doesn't care. He'll he'll win every game, fifty five to forty nine, and be happy. Right. <laughs> you know, he, and, he and they're going to have some defensive backs that are going to play like both corner and safety. Uh, you know, you got Warren Burrell. He's a name that you could look at. I mentioned Flowers. Uh, Danico Slaughter is one that's probably going to be out there. And then they got players that are like Tamarian McDonald. There's been a lot of praise out of him. He's probably going to be a safety, though. Uh, they got the transfer from Alabama, Kamal Had or was it Alabama or Georgia? Kamal Haddon. Um I forget. He transferred for one, so he's going to get a look at corner. Uh, Jalen McCullough, who I mentioned, he's he's going to be a safety. So they've got a lot of players, and I think they're going to rotate them heavily. Um, well, they have to because they're going to play so many plays, right? I exactly. Mean, you know, I, I think you'll see a couple of those linebackers out there a lot and, you know, maybe a safety or something. But, I mean, they that offense puts so much pressure on a defense that – you have to have 16, 17 guys that can almost be your first unit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be the same thing up front, you know, with the, you know, Amari Thomas and Latrell Bumpus is probably going to be your two mainstays up front, but they're going to rotate in, rotate in some heavy guys, you know, a heavy rotation of guys. So, and like you said, when you're winning shootouts 60 to 50 every week, you know, he's not really going to care. He's just needing those one or two stops and hoping his offense can outdo everybody. So, well, as I say, it, you know, Central Florida, they try to be pretty big play oriented, right? You know, between sacks and, you know, key turnovers here and there and stuff like that. And, and I think that's what you're seeing here. I mean, if you can get Byron Young and Tyler Barron, like I said, if they can continue to get pressure on the outside, those two guys – and you've got Jeremy Banks in the middle, you've created your triangle, right? So really all you're worried about is on your back end getting beat with your safeties and corners. So if they can sure that up, I think they'll be all right. I mean, and they've looking at their roster, they've got good grief. I mean, I was talking about them picking up somebody in the portal, but they've still got probably 10 to 12, maybe 15 listed at defensive back right now. Did so, they get the, the jury talk about Desmond Williams, the Juco guy? No, I had not. I mean, I think he's probably going to be the other cornerback opposite Burrell. That's why I think that's what's probably going to. Burrell's definitely one of them, right? So I, I think Williams. he is. Um, six foot one nine. Yeah, he played a lot for us last year. So I think he's definitely one. Danico Slaughter could be one. And 
Trayvon Flowers could be one. Flowers is kind of more of a safety a little bit, so. Yeah, the depth chart I'm looking at has Flowers starting at safety with McCullough and uh, Burrell and Desmond Williams as the two uh, starting cornerbacks, and they have uh, Barndon Turnage as the star. Yeah, he's going to play in the um, – oh, gosh, my mind just went blank. The Theo Jackson role, that's the role that he played last year. So if he can if he can do that role and play it well, that's another one that you might want to look at rostering for your campus camping teams because uh, there's going to be a ton of opportunities there for tackles, big plays. Um, it's, it's just all about uh, who can play the best, right? I mean, that's with anybody. That's what you're going to do. So, and they got Tyree West as one of their you know top recruits, right? Defensive line. Yeah, they've actually got a, quite a few recruits coming in uh, for this class. So um, one of the better – I think it's one of the better defensive classes they've had in maybe past few years. So if they hit on these recruits, then that's – you know, with anything, if you hit on your recruiting classes, that's how you get back to being good quickly. So um, – but, yeah, Tyree West, there's a lot of hype around him. So, you know, he could – and there's that's the thing I was talking about. Um, Byron Young and Tyler Byron were kind of thin behind them on the back end as far as pass rushers. So, you know, if Tyree can come in and, and get up to speed and all that, then there's there's a good role for him there. Yep. And then uh, we've got Vanderbilt. Yeah, the the only IDP worth mentioning on Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. Orgy, uh, three-star, 38 at the position, 92 tackles and a sack, was a safety coming out of high school. Um, man, they, they just don't have a whole lot. And, no, and I think the intrigue with him is, again, he had safety eligibility on fan track. So. Right. Anybody we missed, anybody you can think of we need to talk about? No, I, I mean, I guess on Vanderbilt, though, like, again, I mean, not a ton of NFL potential there, but if you're doing an IDP campus to Kent league, I mean, bad defenses sometimes give you decent players, right? <laughs> you know, so kind of. They're on the yeah. field so much, there's lots of opportunity. Yeah. So, like, just kind of watch out, you know, for, for different players there. You know, I, I don't, <clears throat> I mean, points are points, even if uh, they're in a losing effort for their, uh, their college. So. Yeah, um, I mean, it, player uh, teams like that that are bad, it, you know, it's worth a dart throw, right, to pick up some of these guys maybe, uh, starters anyway, because like you said, they're on the field a lot um, or whatever. So if you're hurting for a certain position um, and you're needing help, you know, you can kind of click in to teams like Vanderbilt and pick somebody up that's playing a lot. So, um, But that does it for uh, – the SEC East. Uh, we'll start, come back next week and do the SEC West, um, which I think a lot of people think is maybe more of the better division overall. Um, maybe not the best team, but they have they have the better division, I think, from top to bottom. They don't have <laughs> Vanderbilt's in South Carolina. So um, we'll do them next week. Um, 
feel free to hit us up. Let us know anything that we're missing or you want to hear. Um, I'll try to be better next week with some of my prep. So uh, I'll have uh, just busy this week and can't get it all done. But uh, I like this. I think putting this sheet together was a huge help. It gives us, uh, gives everybody an idea of what we're looking at, you know, players we're thinking of and stuff like that. So. Yep, Justice should sell it to somebody. <laughs> he should. He yeah. should sell it and split it three ways. Wipe, chop. Yeah. I might get might get enough to buy us each one a beer. <laughs> Sold. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You had Hollywood there. He's good now. He's like, or you get a twelve pack yeah, of Natty Light. There you go. Probably could. But yeah, yep. good job on the sheet. <laughs> great, great job on the sheet, man. That was. Uh, I added a few things in there the other night. So, but yeah. Um, I guess we'll do one of these a week. Uh, that should get us pretty close to the start of the season, Chop. Ain't that what you told me the other day? Uh, we're under 100 days now, I know. Yeah, so. So. I, and like I, think, I said, uh, once we get down into some of these other ones, like Independence, that'll go quick. Um, Mountain wow. West and some of those, they'll go pretty quick. So I could talk about the Mountain West and the Mac for hours. So, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. better lace up your boots there, Hollywood. Yeah, I think that's fine. Do- I, I, I'll talk as long as you guys want to talk. So I'm good. I think once we do these other conferences too, we won't need to split them up. You can do them all. You know, north, True. south, east, west. You can do them all together. I can do 45 minutes just on Central Michigan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only about their defense, though, right? Just not about, about their, their defense. Uh, I'm not talking anything offense. Well, you know, I may need 45 minutes just to talk about Max and Hood for Toledo. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was fun. I mean, this is uh, I get asked all the time about players. You know, what do you think here and there? So, I, I think this was very helpful to our listeners. You know, they're kind of get an idea of who some of the bigger names is, maybe some of who the right incoming stars are, because a lot of people don't keep up with the recruiting. You know, they don't – some of them don't even keep up with college too much. So – but it just gives them an idea of what to look for, um, maybe players they need to add here and there. So um, I like it. Good stuff. Send your trades into us. We'll break those down. Any questions you got, let us know. We'll break those down too. Give you the answers. Um, if y'all don't have anything, we'll be back next week with SEC West. Sweet. Uh, take that as a no. So, with that said, <laughs> we are out.